I'm Bill. And I'm T-Dog. And this is Two, two Films, films too, too Curious, where the two of us watch two movies. And we're also curious about them. Yes. Uh, the past two weeks we've watched John Wick and The Warriors. Mm-hmm. And, and we talked about was... world, world building. World building. Word building. Word building. <laughs> world building was our word. So, as some background on the term world building... It was first used in the Edinburgh Review in December of 1820 and also appeared in A.S. Eddington's, I'm going to guess he was British, Ass Space Eddington's. and Time Gravitation, an outline on the general relativity theory 1920. And it, in this way, the term was used to describe thinking out hypothetical worlds with different physical laws. Neat. So still related to how we use it now, but also not exactly, more of a scientific right. like methodology to it. When was this? When did they use this? 1920. See, I feel like at that time anyways, science was still like, what if we put eels in their ears or some such <laughs> yeah, stupid no, it was. We're still struggling with science by the time of 1920. Yeah. I mean, yeah, their hypothesis was, what if, what if we did this? Right. Which I guess, I mean, I guess that's, doesn't matter. Anyways. Uh, the term has been used in science fiction and fantasy since 1965. Okay. R.A. Lupdoff's Edgar Rice Burroughs, Master of Adventure. Rice Burroughs? <laughs> what are Rice Burroughs? It's like a place where people... It's like a, like a neighborhood where people eat a lot of rice. So how many... Oh, okay. I get it. Hmm? R.A. Lupoff's. That's his name. Yeah. First I was like, his name is R.A. Lupoff, Edgar Rice Burroughs? No, Edgar Rice, Edgar Rice Burroughs name. is a guy too, though. That's the name. That's the character's name. No, that's the person's name. Edgar Rice Burroughs wrote Tarzan. So he wrote a book about the guy that wrote Tarzan. Right. I mean, he wrote Tarzan, right? I mean, call in an answer if you. Dad. The answer. <laughs> call in an answer, Dad. Is going to get pissed at me for not remembering who the fuck Edgar Rice Burroughs is. We don't read a lot. <laughs> I am going to read that Magic the Gathering book when it comes out. Though. Yeah, same. Anyways, so that's world building. What does world building mean to you? Like when when you hear the phrase world building, what do you think? Uh, to me, it's a it's a it's a less heavy handed way of making it like making a setting or introducing someone to a setting. Okay. It when I always think of world building, I don't think of like heavy handed exposition. Yeah. Although that would still also be world building by sure, the strict but, definition of the term, yeah. but you think of a more a more developed world building, the world building of I think of they made this world, <clears throat> and then they made the story. Yeah, and then we're looking at we're looking at the setting. They have created the creation of a setting that is different than our current setting. Yeah, it wasn't less of they wrote a story and then decided to put it in this setting. Right, the setting came first, maybe. I can dig it. I like that. All right. Well, uh, do you want to do you want to summarize John Wick? Which I mean, it's the movie we watched first. Sure. So, John Wick. We have John Wick is played by Keanu Reeves. The movie starts. Um, he's injured. He crashes a car a little bit, and then he starts watching on his phone this like video he recorded of him and his wife, and then he kind of passes out. So that's our. This is the present, and now we're going to see how this happened in medias reus. Whoa. It's Latin. What does it mean? It means in the middle of the action. <laughs> oh. As if you start a movie in the middle of the action. Oh. Or a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
we flash back, I guess it's really just a couple days before that. It's not even really that long ago. Yeah. Um, that he, his wife has passed away. He gets home. You can tell he's, obviously his wife was his whole world. He's got nothing else going on. A puppy shows up um, that his wife had kind of arranged for him to get because it was not, she suddenly died. It was right, gradual. she had cancer. She had cancer. They knew it was going to happen. So yeah. she had set this up to where he would have someone to take care of and someone to take care of him. Um, so he very quickly bonds with the dog. He's kind of cruising around town getting food and stuff. Right, literally these, like the next day. Yeah. When these Russian gangsters at the gas station are like, hey, that's a real nice car because he's driving a 69 Mustang Mach yeah. 1. And they're like, how much do we want to buy it? Obviously, these people probably have millions of dollars. Right. And he's like, it's not, it's not for sale. Goes home. They break into his house that night, knock him unconscious, steal that car, bust up his other cars, kill his dog. Yeah. Turns out this is not a man you want to mess with, especially no. in that way. Right. Um, that little shit who stole it, his name is Yusuf. He his takes name is Theon Greyjoy. <laughs> he is Theon Greyjoy. Uh, this is like a weird fantasy he had while he was becoming Reek. Right. Is like, what even is a car? <laughs> Game of Thrones comes back on Sunday. I'm so excited. E- um, or for those of you that are listening, Game of Thrones comes back four weeks ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Um, he, that little shit who stole the car, brings it to like this like chop shop that the mafia owns. He's kind of a mafia guy. Um, or at least his dad is. Um, and then the guy who owns the shop is like, recognizes the car. He's like, get the fuck out of my shop. Hits yeah. the kid. Yeah. This is the this kid is the son of like the main crime syndicate leader man. Right. <laughs> the crime syndicate leader man calls the chop shop guy. He's like, I heard you hit my son, and it's a nice little piece of world building that I love. Right. I have it. I have it written down word for word here. If you want to read it from my notes. Where is? What does it? he say? He's. There you go. He stole John Wick's car and killed his dog, <laughs> and the dad just got, the crime syndicate leader just goes, oh. <laughs> Because he knows his son. Right. He's like, oh boy. He ends up realizing... I don't have a son. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, oh well, let's hide him in this club or whatever. Yeah. He calls John Wick. He's like, hey, listen. Or he he explains to his son that John Wick was called the Baba Yaga. He was the man you sent to kill the fucking boogeyman. Yeah. Because he was just the best assassin that anyone has ever had in the mob, like at all. Yeah. Um, He calls John Wick. He's like, listen... I know what my son did. I'm like, let's settle this like civilized man. I assume he would then offer to like give him his car back, get him a new dog. Right. Go very Joe on I'll buy you two dogs and seven cars. Yeah. Uh, John Wick doesn't say anything. Hangs up the phone. Yeah. Gets all his guns ready. Uh, what's his name? Vigo. Vigo is the, the boss lord mm-hmm. or the crime lord. Vigo sends like a hitman of hit squad of twelve people to his house. John Wick kills all of them. Yeah, gets out pretty easily. Like it's not. Yeah, it's it. You can tell that he's exerting force because he's jumping over things and stuff. But it's it sort of looks like same he's shit as usual. Right? Yeah, at all. Unlike at the beginning when the three guys were able to get the jump on him because he wasn't he wasn't back in the game yet. I guess that's for later. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a little bit later. Um. So he, yeah, he kills those dudes. Um. Basically goes and hunts down this kid. He goes to um, this place called the Continental, which is a hotel slash bar slash lounge hangout where basically all the crime people go. 
Um, they use these special little gold coins. It's like their currency. That's how you get into it. That's how you pay for your hotel room. Um, he finds out through there that Yosef is at this club, goes to the club, kills his friends, kills a bunch of people, doesn't end up getting Yosef. He gets away. Um, then he goes back to his hotel room. During this whole time, he's kind of been in contact with his friend, uh, Jesus, Willem Dafoe. Yes. Um, his name is For a hot minute, I was like, is this name fucking <laughs> Jesus in that movie? His name's Marcus in That's the movie, right. actually. Uh, he meets up with Marcus. Marcus has taken a contract to kill John Wick because at this point, um, Vigo has put out like a $2 million or $4 million right. contract. Well, $2 million and then 4 he, if He you doubles it if the... you break Continental Rules, which are in... In the Continental, there is no business done. Right. Like, there's no assassin business done. Right. Um, a lady decides she will break the Continental rules for $4 million, mm-hmm. tries to kill John Wick. Marcus warns him by shooting his pillow, which that would freak me out. Yeah. <laughs> but John's immediately up. He had managed to disarm and kind of incapacitate. Right. Uh, Subdue. Uh, I forgot what her name is. But he subdues her. She gives him the information of where Vigo's front is, where all of his criminal activity, it's this church. Mm-hmm. Uh, so John goes to the church, destroys everything, kills all the guys there. Vigo shows up. He kills a bunch of Vigo's guys, but ends up getting captured. They tie him to a chair. You're like, oh, this is it for John Wick. Yep. How, what was that beginning of the movie when he was in a car? How did right. that even happen? We're not getting the John Wick too. that's for sure. Marcus saves his ass again, snipes one of the guys that's kind of standing behind him, locked in the... He's handcuffed to the chair. He manages to get out, kills a bunch of more dudes, has Vigo at gunpoint. He's like, where's your son? Tells him where his son is. He manages to sneak in there. He kills all those dudes, too. It's basically unstoppable. He's like a he's like the Grim Reaper in this movie. He's like the Baba Yaga. He's like the Baba Yaga. Well, the Baba Yaga didn't use guns, I don't think. It's very weird <laughs> Russian folklore. She used guns. His house is not on chicken legs. Like the well, it, wa- it was, though. We just didn't see it. <laughs> That's in John Wick 2. Um, he k- ends up killing Yosef. Then he tracks down... Oh. Vigo finds out that Marcus has been helping John Wick. So he goes to Marcus's house. They torture him, basically. Stab him in the leg. Uh, eventually he does manage to get his hands on a gun and they shoot him down, but he's like, I'm going out on my own terms. Yeah. Um, Vigo calls Sean Wick and he's like, hey, we killed your friend. It's a real shame. Uh, you know. So John Wick turns around. He goes to Vigo's apartment. I learned this from the Wikipedia summary. That lady was supposed to be there to ambush him. But that lady is called to a meeting with a guy who owns the Continental. Right. And then is killed because she broke the Continental rules. Yep. Um... John finds his friend dead. He ends up chasing down Vigo. They get to like this helipad area. Um, gets into like a fist fight, knife fight with him. He's pretty badly injured, but he does kill Vigo. Yeah. Now we're back in the beginning of the movie. He kind of crashes the car. He's bleeding out. He watches the video of his wife. And then he breaks into a veterinary office. He grabs like their staples and things to kind of fix up his wound. And then he takes a dog that I also didn't know this till I read the Wikipedia summary. Was scheduled to be euthanized anyway. Oh, so that's why I grabbed. So I now I feel like, yeah, he wouldn't just steal a dog. Right, he wouldn't just take some dude's dog. But this dog was was a stray that was yeah. going to be euthanized. So. Right, just like John Wick. Damn. Yeah. 
Second, the third one comes out in May. It do May nineteenth or something. And then there's going to be the like show that. about the Continental. That's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm I can see that so easily that. being like an episodic. Here's the people like each day that came. Yeah, type thing. I'd, be, be, I'd cool. be on board with that. But that was it. That was kind of a long summary. It's not the movie is pretty concise. Yeah, John Wick gets revenge. Yeah. So uh, the Warriors is about. Uh, a bunch of street gangs in New York from different boroughs and neighborhoods that have all been called to a central meeting by a man named Cyrus, who you later find out is the head of a gang called the Riffs. Cyrus has called this meeting. He's requested heads of all, like, just dozens and dozens and dozens of prominent New York gangs, and they can bring, like, eight people with them. There's no weapons. Like, it's this whole thing. And they're all supposed to meet at this place. And, and there's, so, a, there's a truce. That's a general right. truce yeah, that's a, been called. Yeah, no one's going to bop each other on no. the way there. Nope. Which is weird slang because I always thought <laughs> it was a, a nice thing to do and not a, a naughty thing. Like when you bop it, like, bop it. Well, I mean. Twist it. Pull it. I mean, I thought it was sex. Oh. But, <laughs> but okay. Uh, anyways. twisting and pulling in sex. Yeah. Uh... Anyways, the Warriors are a gang from Coney Island, and they're on their way to the Bronx, which they've never been that far before, and it's way off their turf, but they're going to go because they got to see what Cyrus has to say. They get down to the place where they're supposed to meet, and there's so many other gangs there. It's this huge, huge, huge meetup, and Cyrus is, like comes up to give this speech, and he says, look, guys, there are hundreds of us here tonight, and these is just representatives from gangs that have hundreds of other members we have like forty thousand people with another twenty thousand that could be easily mobilized we outrank we outnumber the cops in the entire city there is no reason for us to be fighting against each other when we can unite and rule this city about that time with the cops who have been lying in wait because a meat this big can't a yeah. Right. Obviously, they would have heard about it too. Right. Um, and as that's as they're approaching the meetup, you see that a gun is being passed down an aisle, and gets to a guy who then shoots Cyrus. So now you've got and he's dead. he's dead he's dead dead. <laughs> now you've got cops showing up. Cyrus is down, and the guy who shot Cyrus sees that one of the warriors saw him do it. And so he immediately points to the warrior and says, it was him. It was that warrior. That warrior shot Cyrus. And so the head of the warriors just gets attacked by the members of the, of the Rifts. Um, and the other warriors, just they flee. I mean, pretty much everyone's fleeing because of the police. Right, yes, everybody's yeah. fleeing. But the warriors are now avoiding both the cops and all of the other gang members. The truce, at least for the warriors, is basically off. Um, they meet up in a graveyard not far from where they were. And they discuss the like the the new the new head of the warriors, Swan, is like we got to get back, we got to get home, we got to get to the train, we got to get to Union Station, we got to go back to Coney Island. I don't know what happened, but something happened, and that's when they find out that uh, Cyrus was shot by this other guy. Um, there's a little bit of tumult about who is going to lead the warriors, but it's ultimately it they have decided it's pretty Swan. much resolved right. in the same scene. Yeah, so they run off. Uh, and 
the guy who blamed the shooting on the Warriors, whose name is uh, Leroy, I think. See, I don't know anyone's name from this movie, so I'm glad that you're doing this summary. <laughs> Leroy, I believe per- his name is. Perkins is the name of the lady from John Wick. Oh, okay. Miss Perkins. There we I go. I remember that now. Leroy uh, calls up the riffs, says it was the Warriors that did it. The Warriors uh, put out a hit on, or, I mean, sorry, the, the riffs put out a hit on the Warriors um, using a radio station, which I think is such a cool piece of, well, world building. Yep. Um, because I guess it's important to know this movie was made in 1979, not a lot of social media going out in 1979. Um, but now all of the other gangs are looking for the Warriors. They're ready to fight them. Uh, Warriors get to the train station. Uh, with I think they have one gang interaction on the way to the train station, but it blows over pretty easy. They oh, get the to... skinheads, yeah. Oh yeah, That's they're not able what they're to called, but no. they are skinheads. They're the Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt, Turnbull ACs, the Turnbull ACs. Anyways, they get to the train. They're on the train, and the train station that they're coming up on was set on fire. And so they have to get off and go to the next stop. They get off. There's a, They have a couple more gang alterations with a small-time gang. Police the police show up. Well. And uh, they, they meet up with this girl that starts to hang out with them. And then they get separated. When they get separated, one of the warriors is killed. Some of the warriors flee. He is killed. Right. Some of the warriors like leave the train station altogether. And one of them is starts traveling along the train track. Let's and see. a couple of them get on the train. Right, yeah, a couple of them get back, on the train. They yeah, around. they loop around back yeah. and get on the train. So, so uh, there's three squads. Right, and they are all supposed to meet up in Union Station. Each one of the three groups has their own tumult. The one who went on the train tracks encounters the cops again. The group that left the train altogether gets sort of seduced by a lady gang. Um, and the ones that got back on the train end up dealing with no, the ones that get back on the train were seduced by the lady gang. The ones that get off the train are attacked by the baseball gang. Anyways, a lot of gang violence. Yep. Eventually, they meet back up at Union Station, and they're on their way back to Coney Island. Around this time, like the rifts, you see that the rifts are very well organized, and they're ready to take down the warriors. And then they find out, like a guy comes up and says it wasn't the warriors. See, was that, I didn't recognize that person. That wasn't the leader of the warriors, right? No. No, like he probably he got killed. He got by okay. presumably killed. He got presumably yeah. got the shit kicked out of him by the by the riffs. Okay, but a guy comes up and says it wasn't warriors. And warriors get back to Coney Island, and about the time they get back to Coney Island, the guy that framed the warriors is also there, ready to fight. What is their gang? Do you remember what their gang is I called? I can't remember now. I can't remember the Leather Daddies. <laughs> they their clo- their outfit certainly says Daddy loves leather. It certainly does. <laughs> Uh, they get down, they're, they're on the beach, the guy pulls out a gun to try and shoot Swan from the Warriors, and Swan, like, it's a, it's cool. does a real great weave and hucks a knife right in his gun-shooting hand. And he drops the gun. Yeah, and he does this, like, crying like a baby. Right, and then the Rifts show up, and they're like, hey, Warriors, we're sorry. We know it's these guys now. The guys are like, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's too late. And so the warriors live to fight another day. They've gotten home. They live to fight another day. And then they lost. They lost two or three out of their number at that point. Theoretically, yeah. Two, one, I think. One guy got squished by a train. One guy got squished by a train. And oh, one and guy... then the leader, and then one guy got arrested. So no, they kept thinking. Three. They kept thinking that the leader got arrested. Oh, but then the other guy. 
the yeah, sexy the, guy who got arrested by the cop. The lady cop. The yeah. lady cop, yeah. That was awesome. So, anyways, there's a lot of nuance to what happens and a lot of, like, the gang things all have different things happening. But that's basically the story of the Warriors. Anything else to add? No, I think you got it. All right. That's good. I think an important similar, if we're going to do similarities and differences now, I think an important thing to discuss is the fact that the Warriors has an obvious period in history that it's trying to emulate. At the very beginning of the yeah, Warriors... Yeah, say it opens up with the whole... Right. There's this bit where the, the director has... I mean, it's like a like written words on a screen that says yeah, there was this, this group of ancient Grecian warriors that were on their way back to their island and they had to pass through however many other territories to get to where they were supposed to go. Yeah, so like, what, a thousand miles from the sea, a thousand right. miles from home. Right. And so the warriors, <clears throat> while... I mean, it also says at the beginning that it says somewhere in the future, and it's really not that futuristic or really futuristic at all. But it's set in the present day, but they're trying to tell an ancient Grecian story. And although I feel like John Wick has similar poetic epic beats, it's not overtly that. It could just be that I think Warriors has it, and that's why I'm thinking John Wick does. I think that's a pretty substantial difference. Yeah, I actually, one of my similarities was they were both portrayed in the modern time with respect to the year they were made. Yeah. Yeah, that's an important difference as well. Although I think that, I think that although that is a difference, I'm not sure how much difference the. Well, I have it as a similarity. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so yes, as the, they although both that's... are representative of the time they were made. Yes. Like John Wick, they, uh, the Warriors doesn't say it's set in eighties, but, but it's, it looks it's basically like, the eighties. Yeah, their yeah. outfits, the way that the train looks, right. everything. And John Wick is pretty. It's modern day. It's like 2015. Yeah. I don't think, though, that... I don't think that, although they are set in the, basically the time period in which they were made, I don't think that time period difference would have changed the way that either of those stories would have gone. No, I'd agree If with John that. Wick was using payphones instead of cell phones, and the Warriors were using cell phones instead of payphones, I don't... That's really the only difference. Yeah. Yeah. AM radio for the Warriors instead of FM. I think that I think that it's interesting the way that both sort of use jargon and slang. Yeah. To you, you eventually find out what they mean. In John Wick, you've got uh, even like re- really close to the beginning. Once, uh, what's his name? The head of the Russians sends the twelve guys to kill John Wick, and he kills them all. And then he, he calls and he's like, call. "I'd like to make a dinner reservation for 12. And that's when the cleanup crew comes to clean the twelve dead bodies out of his house. Obviously, he wasn't making a dinner reservation for yeah. 12. We didn't really... Well, really maybe he was. Maybe he was. <laughs> right, he's going to go eat 12 full-on meals. No, I think that it, it's cool that we see eventually that, like, it, we're not we're not told... He's, he's like, he doesn't call the cleaning company and says, hey, can you clean up 12 dead bodies in my house? Because that's yeah. not the way that it would go. Similarly, like, Warriors uses words that I don't think they would be using, except for that's the way that... It's kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean. They use parlay. In fact, they use it in Warriors. But they yeah. also say Cyrus sent an emissary, not Cyrus sent, you know, whatever else. Um, I like the way that they use jargon and slang in them. And the, the way that the radio person in Warriors talks about, like, like uses words presumably to make sure that the cops don't come arrest, like, the radio station people. But, yeah. like, 
Oh, when she says something about like, uh, you know, the the riffs have asked that we be aware of the warriors, essentially, or something like that. And here's a, here's a song for them, and then she plays "Nowhere to Run." Yeah, I I have that mentioned in that both uh, criminal underworlds have like a front that allows them to interact with their respective people, but also in a public arena. Okay, like just that. In John, in John Wick, obviously you have the hotel, which right. is where a lot of members of the crime syndicates meet to socialize or find work. And presumably, a civilian could just walk in there and get a room. Theoretically. Although they may encourage him to get to find other room or say something like, we have no vacancy or something. Yeah. But there's nothing physically stopping them from walking into the room. Yes. And that obviously they wouldn't be able to get into like the secret bar area that requires a gold coin and the guy has to recognize you at the door. Right. But they may just be able to get a room. We don't, we don't know. Right. Um, and then how in in the Warriors it's the radio broadcast yeah that no one's going to stop someone else from listening into that but sure. they might be like oh yeah look, listen to all this like funny words like the same <laughs> like bop hey all you boppers out there right and, like someone who wants to be hip would probably listen to it and then start using those words right and then get the <laughs> shit kicked out of them by the baseball game <laughs> who don't speak they don't speak no uh Another interesting similarity is stylistic filmmaking techniques, which is to say that John Wick, when they translate foreign language subtitles, words are emph- like the the font already is unique. It's this it's, really cool, almost futuristic, yeah. but not quite sans serif font. And they have like they they highlight like it's all white, and then Baba Yaga is bigger letters and like this orange and red like colored font similarly the scene transitions we watched the director's ultimate cut of the warriors and the scene transitions in that are meant to look like comic book pages and i think that those things do a surprisingly large amount to highlight sort of the stylistic world that they live in it is a very realistic world for both yes, of these. both of them, for sure. But there's something... It's not even as stylized as, like, a Tarantino reality. But mm-hmm. it's still... There's still a little a accent on it, right, yeah. on, on this, our world. Um, I have a character similarity. Okay. And they're both very understated and minor characters. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Cyrus reminds me of Winston a lot. Who's Win- which one's Winston? Winston is the one that owns the Continental. Oh, yes. Okay. In that they both have very commanding personalities. They do. They both have a shared, like, gravitas about them. They do, yeah. Um, in fact, when I was... The uh, director for John Wick said about Winston, he said something like, Winston doesn't speak a lot, but when he does, like, the whole world listens. Right. He's like Silent Bob, but not a joke. Yes, he's... Anytime he says something, you're like, wow, this guy like obviously has the respect of literally every crime syndicate. Right. You feel like you get the idea <laughs> that the only person that John place. Wick is afraid of would be Winston. It would be Winston, yeah. <laughs> I have a, a character similarity. What's that? The character of oh. the guy... <laughs> I already know what you're going to say. Who, ...who frames the warriors and shoots Cyrus is played by the same actor that cleans up the dead bodies in John Wick's house. That little old man with a hat, and he takes it off and, like, tips it. And he says, John Wick, come out to play. (laughs) 
Except then he'd get killed. Yeah, he wouldn't do that. <laughs> That's an interesting thing that I don't think really has any purpose in our podcast so much. But the scene in Warriors where whatever his name is, Lawrence or whatever his name is, the guy who frames the Warriors, the guy who kills Cyrus, has a very iconic line that is used often. I had seen this many times things. before I'd seen this movie. Right. And even when I was talking to my coworkers today about this movie, yeah, they were, that's they were the, all like, oh, the warriors. Like, as they, he's, they yeah, knew he's what it was. clinking bottles together saying, warriors come out to play. So another similarity that they both have that I wrote down is that they're both kind of a simple story. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's a bad. No. I mean, that really the warriors boils down to get home. And John Wick boils down to get revenge. Yeah. And that's like, that's the the whole, that's the seed of the whole story in either case. I actually have written down in my notes, and I don't know if it's horseshit or not, but the Warriors is Odysseus going home, and John Wick is Odysseus when he gets to his house. <laughs> right down to the fact that Odysseus <laughs> yeah. shows up at home and his dog sees him and then dies. <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. His dog's a badass, though, because that dog was waiting for him to get home before it died. Yeah, true, true. It's In that way, it's like Futurama. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, I had forgotten I had written this down for similarities. Uh, you said that uh, Cyrus from The Rifts reminded you of Winston from The Continental. Yeah. The Rifts as a whole, I think, are similar to The Continental. The Continental is the law amongst oh, yeah. the underground, and The Rifts are the only ones that were able to call a gang meeting like, of that caliber. And they had a network. They like did. when certain gangs did or didn't do things, the, the radio guy, station the guy, knew the new it leader would be, yeah. and the new leader would be like, "They're not, they're not on our network or something like that." Mm-hmm. Like they, mm-hmm. yeah, and they obviously had a lot of members too. They did, yes. The riffs, all of these other street level gangs feel like gangs for movies and TV shows and stuff. Where you're like, "There's an organization here, but there's a little tumult in it." Yeah. The riffs are like paramilitary. They're like, <laughs> riffs, yeah, right. They're like they're ready to fight. So. Let's see. What else? Uh, um, I had in both the, just like, and we talked about this in the last podcast too, the, the power of just a name. Yeah. In that uh, a lot of the gangs would recognize each other based just on their colors, mm-hmm. quote unquote, their colors, their outfit, whatever right. their gang persona is. Um, and then in John Wick, everyone knows who John Wick is. Right. Well, everyone knows who Cyrus is too. They oh, talk yeah. about that at the very beginning when they're like they're they're talking they're discussing it's sort of like these really cool head-on interviews where they're just sort of discussing going to this meetup, um, and they're like, "What do you know about Cyrus?" And they're like, "He's like, a he's real it. deal. He's a real deal, yeah. right? He's a mystery. He's magic." So yeah, even every, John Wick and Cyrus are both known far and wide, almost like folklore. Although. Obviously, Yosef did not know about John Wick. <laughs> no, yeah, Yosef. Well, in much the same way, the Orphans, the gang that is not in their network, was not really familiar with the meetup or the fact that the Warriors were being looked for. Yeah, they were just like, hey, you're walking through my territory. Right. It's as if they didn't even exist in ancient Greece. I mean, Manhattan. <laughs> uh... Did you have anything about civilian presence? Because I wrote down some stuff about that. No, talk about that. So, just in both films, how low to no civilian presence there is. At yeah. least in respect to the main characters and their interactions. True. Um, other than one small thing with a police officer at the beginning of John Wick. He kills right. those 12 guys. The first guy that shows up is a police officer. Yeah. 
who was just God, like, I love that scene. Working again, John? Like, he's already obviously also paid off by the mob. Right. Like, so civilian, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, so less less civilian than you would think. Right. And then in the Warriors, the only real interaction is when those people coming back from prom or whatever get on one of the trains. Yeah. And the Warriors just kind of stare at them. And then the next stop, they get off. Yeah. Because they're scared. That was an interesting scene. I don't know, how again, how relevant it is here. But I thought it was an interesting scene how it showed that although the Warriors felt badass, they still know they are, they are low class. Yeah. Those no. kids going to prom yeah. were rich. Like, looking at... The like the girl has dirty feet, and what's his name from the Warrior Swan's got that huge cut in his face, uh, as opposed to the prom kids, and they're all fancy dressed. Their hair is all done up nice. Yeah. That was an interesting scene that I think that in any other movie, like that is not important to the Warriors getting back home, but I think it's an important social oh, yeah. point. point. Yeah, I like that scene. Uh. Let's see. <laughs> I had another couple of things. Oh, both movies, the fighting is surprisingly sort of realistic for what you would expect. I think yeah. the fighting in John Wick is more realistic than Warriors, yeah. but Warriors also looks a little bit more stylistic than John Wick does. Like, most of your inner city gangs aren't out here doing full face paint, but the fighting yeah. is not goofy and silly. Like, the warriors help the orphans know, like, look, kid, we're playing for keeps. We set a car on fire. We're not here to. We're not here to dance. And the orphans like, are like to, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, we're here to fuck around. Like, we're we're, we're we've got we're guns. We got game. knives. We're yeah. And John Wick also, like, I mean, it's a testament to Keanu Reeves's dedication to his craft. But this is combat. Yes. Yeah. All the gun. It rates very highly on when people rank like these movies are realistic with guns because mm-hmm. so many movies are not at all. They're in a way that they're they're opposites. In one movie is about the hunter, and one movie is about the hunted. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of a cut and dry difference, but but no, I mean it's a, and yeah. it's a it, they say different. They're things almost different about perspectives, it. Like, right? What if John Wick were hunting down the, the warriors? warriors. Yeah. Well, they'd make make quick <laughs> quick work of the warriors. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the warriors are coming out on this one. They didn't have any guns. No. Well, because they didn't bring any to the meetup. They didn't. Well, that's a that's an important point, I guess, yeah. as well. John Wick had a lot of shit. He was ready to. He was ready to. Fight. Once, once he knew what was going down, he went yeah. and busted up his basement. He had like a suitcase buried in concrete with, with guns, all them guns, gold coins, all the coins, right? Yeah. And the warriors were just sort of. I mean, they they intentionally went to the meetup with no weapons. They ended up getting weapons over the course of the night, stealing baseball bats from the baseball gang and such. Or taking like lead pipes off of walls yeah. and shit like that. Uh. Do we talk about? Do we talk about the fact that theoretically John Wick is about higher level and no, we haven't warriors. So John Wick is about higher level crime. Like these are all if we're if we're using Sicilian and Italian American mafia lingo, John Wick is about mob bosses and underbosses and yeah. like higher level people because even when they go when uh, Vigo goes to Marcus to offer him this contract right Marcus has a fancy ass house right like he's obviously a retired assassin but he did not retire poor right and <laughs> Warriors is all about low level crime yes at the highest level stuff. Cyrus is probably a capital regime if organized yeah. crime exists in this world Cyrus is still mid level 
and probably the lowest level in John Wick, Cyrus would yeah, be. Yeah, they're all disorganized crime, really. Right, it's right. Just, it's just like all these individual they are, they are ancient Greece city-states. It was states. trying to get them to be Right, we want to be crime. the Roman Empire. We don't want to be city-states anymore. I think that might be it for, for similarities and differences, but I, I got, think we also have a lot of questions. Oh, do you have more? I got, I got one more major difference okay. that I like. Um, in John Wick, the criminal over- underworld is very covert. Like, you could walk down the street and not even know that you walked by a guy that kills other people for a living. Valid. Um, and in The Warriors, it's very overt because the gangs have such, almost like, they're like caricatures yeah. of themselves. Yeah. Like, the gang that likes to fight with baseball bats, they're in full baseball uniform. Baseball furies. They're I, in, they also paint they the face the like pacing. clowns. Right. But they're in full baseball uniform. Yeah. Like if you're walking down the street and I saw... Ten dudes dressed like that, I'd be like, that's a gang. <laughs> right. That might be the only non-realistic thing across both movies is... Even the police officers look at someone and they're like, hey, stop! Because... They know they're gang. You look at them and you're like, they're in a gang. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, they do talk a little bit about that. Like, we're not going to take off our colors. It's who we are. Yes. But it, it is pretty obvious that these people are in and a we, gang in and that, which gang they're in. I was going to say, in that low social cast that they're in, it is like a... It's an identity. That's their identity. Yeah. yeah. We're warrior, warriors. We're not anything else. Right. Even the orphans seemed like they were made up of actual orphans. Right. They were, yeah. Yeah. All right. So now we... You want to go over examples of world building that we both liked? Yeah. Actually, I do. Okay. Yeah. You go first? You seem... Sure. So, in the warriors, obviously the gang pers- personalities is what I wrote down. Yeah. That all things so they do. cool. Uh, the radio host, the seniority of the gang members, when they do kind of tussle about who's going to be in charge, right? they don't go into this whole, I've been in the gang five years, and you've been in the gang five years. Right. It's, I have as much right as you. Right, and then and they then were it, like, no, they made you war chief. Yeah, it's, it's they don't have to explain it. Right. Like it's, it's just, you can tell that this guy, while they never mention he's the newest member, right. is very obviously the newest member based on how kind of nervous he is right. about everything. Um and then, in John Wick, the gold coins, I obviously. I love They're the so coins. so cool. I love the coins. It's such a cool concept. And they never explain it. How do you no. get a coin? At one point, John Wick offers one to a guy to, like, hey, you want to babysit this person that just tried to kill me? Yeah. I'll give you a coin. He's like, you keen on earning a coin, is what he says. Yeah. And so that's kind of a currency not only to for continental things but right. also among other assassins. It reminds me of, like, a grown-up version of, like... Like currencies in schools, like in elementary, junior high, and high school, that wasn't money based. Like these kids don't have money, like but Pokemon they're like, cards. "Hey, you want a Pokemon card? <laughs> hey, you want a fucking well, like the sex bracelets or the like the Live Strong bracelets? Like, like I'll trade you this bracelet. You give me the homework, and you're like, yeah, right. Now I got two Live Strongs <laughs> and the I Heart Boobies one. It um, was. It's very. It. But they also. It's not played for a laugh. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's not. done very earnestly. Um. The Continental, just in general, also its rules, yes. which are not, which are, seem to be just a right. thing that every assassin knows. Right. Again, kind of like Pirates like, of the Caribbean. Yeah, like the part of, like Pirates Code. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if they have a new employee orientation whenever a new assassin gets hired by a crime syndicate, right? Or something. Well, I, I but, figure, I figure it's like an apprenticeship that oh, theoretically. Sure. And you, that's another thing I learned 
that Marcus was John's mentor. He's the one that trained him to be an assassin. Oh, that makes sense. Which they also never explicitly state no, that I learned but it on makes the Wikipedia sense. summary. So. Yeah. And then my last thing is, it's a very small throwaway thing that Winston calls John Wick Jonathan mm-hmm. because that that immediately sets up a relationship between these people. Right. They both know and respect each other. And it puts, similar to what you were saying about how Winston has this gravitas, he can it call puts him, Winston above Yes, right. he's the only one person that calls him Jonathan. Yeah, I Even like Even like in the video with his wife, she still calls, calls him, him John. John. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Things I liked. So I have written in here about John Wick, and I talked about it a little bit. This almost David Mamet level of jargony world building. Like, the way that they will say phrases, and we just got to know what it is. Um, I like that style of exposition. And they explain it through an action, not explaining the word. Right, which I love, I love, I love. Um, Oh, the the line about he killed John Wick's dog and stole his car, and he's like, oh. oh." (laughs) There is so much world building immediately all is forgiven yeah for although his son right um i do have written here that the guy that what's his name vigo is he the head of the yeah, that's vigo yeah he 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 almost he's it's almost like han solo explaining how the millennium falcon when he's explaining like this is what john wick is like this is he wanted to get out so i gave him an it's impossible task sheer focus right and he stalled my impossible task uh I feel like a lot of my world building things we already touched on. Um, in, 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 in kind of expanding on that, every time Vigo's plans go awry, he's not surprised. The only time he's surprised is when he left John handcuffed to behind a chair, two mm-hmm. other guys, there's a bag on his head. Yeah. Then he knew there's no way John got out of that. But every other time he's like, they call him like, hey, cool, killed the 12 guys. And he's like, okay, yeah, I figured, yeah. <laughs> I figured right. that's what he was going to do. He's, he's sad, but not, like, it's not, it's not, he's not shocked. No, no, not at all. Um, one of the things I liked in the Warriors, and this this may be stretching, but I liked how many of the the interactions the Warriors had with other gangs. How many of those felt like the Trials of Odysseus? Yeah, like if the Lotus Eaters is it the Lotus Eaters where they're there for however long because they're just eat, they're just hanging out and they're they're Eating like lotuses, right? They're just like like they're, they've been seduced by the Lotus Eaters. That's what the Lizzies. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. And. Uh, like, I mean, the orphans feel like a uh, trial of Odysseus, and that's almost like a like an like an outsmarting trial. Like they right. kind of trick them by lighting the car yeah. on fire and then running. Right. It's almost yeah. The so it's orphans almost, have the numbers and weapons. Right. There. The the orphans one is almost uh fucking Cyclops and nobody. Yeah. Um. And yeah, there was another one that I just I felt like. Uh, oh, and when when the sirens take some of Odysseus's men, that's the cop who seduces the guy. Whoa! I feel like, and I, mean, I it I'm, is already it, very Grecian, right? It says, right? Undertones. It says, like, yeah, overtly that it's based on a story, a historical ancient Greek story. And I, but I feel like that there's there's something to that. I could be wrong, but I feel like there's something to that, and I really like. I think there is that feel. Uh. Oh, I like how badass the Rifts are. And how it yeah. seems like it's the only gang without an overt focus. Although they do all wear kimonos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that those are I think those are my world building things. Apart from the ones that you already said, those are the world building things I like a lot. Should we move on to questions? Yes, let's. How many do you have? 
I have three. I also have three. I'll go first this time. Uh, mostly because it was something that I already asked a little bit, or at least brought up, that there is there is a time period difference between these two movies. One of mm-hmm. these is set in the late mm-hmm. 70s, and one of these is set in the mid-20-teens. Does that matter? Is that, apart from set dressing, are there things in John Wick that could have easily solved Warriors' problems? Are there things about the time period of John Wick that could have easily solved the Warriors' problems? Because even just like a car would have the, solved their problems. But they had cars then too, right? Um, but even just the the crazy amount of guns that are available now compared to then, yeah. I still feel like would would it would cancel itself out because then the enemies would also have more guns, right? But they only run into very few people that have guns, right? There's usually like one on. gun gun amongst a gang. Yeah, exactly. So that. That makes me feel Except like... Except for the Lizzies and the Rifts. The Lizzies are packed, man. They got a lot of guns. Oh, yeah. They're not, they're not, they're not there to fuck they're around. They're also kind of in their home base, so yeah. they may have home had them stashed. Base. Home base. Um, but then on the, the counter side of that, I think that um, the Warriors would feel different set in a modern time in the late, in the mid-20s. Yeah. Only because... Of course, gangs are still around, but it's not as prevalent or as as much into like the mental zeitgeist of society. That yeah, gangs. Right. Like that seems that's something people are like. Oh, that's lower class. Right. Well, California. Like it's just not something people yeah. talk or think about as often as they feel like they did in the seventies and eighties. The glorification of the members of the warriors and other gangs in that era feel like the glorification of. Don Vito and the Godfather and Scarface yeah. and Scarface. Okay, I can dig it. All right, I don't so, actually have an Sarah answer. Sarah says that. that. I says, "Can you dig can it? Can you dig it?" <laughs> I don't have an answer to that question. I was just wondering if you had an answer. That's my that's my personal answer. To that I like question. it. Um, <clears throat> if you were a leader of a gang in the Warriors, what would your gang theme be? It would be it would be nineteen fifties like street greaser gang. Like it would be like fucking it would be like grease it would be tunnel snakes yeah <laughs> it'd be full-on leather jackets with like like a like not, an image not, on the back and a leather slang. tank top cut off thing no, no, no. That the no 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 no, no leather vests full... we're talking full-on leather jacket we're talking pompadours and ducktail hair and switchblades and tight jeans rolled up so you can see our white socks and our converse <laughs> all-stars like full-on 1940s 1950s gang I would be called my. I would be the boss, <laughs> and it would say the boss on my coat. I would either, if I were doing a modern thing, it would be video game related in some way. Like it'd be, we'd be yeah. nerds. Yeah. And if not, it would be if we were doing like if it was nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, I mean, you still do video really games. Exist. I mean, you can still do it. Uh, yeah, but I would do like medieval. Like we'd wear full knight armor. Ooh, I like that actually. That's weird, but I like it. And we'd only fight with swords. <laughs> That's weird, but I like and it. And we'd ride horses, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like if guns are hard to get in the world of the warriors, horses are egregiously hard to get. I feel well, like there's not a lot of horses. Only I ride on the horse, I guess. Okay, we I can live with that. Horse. Yeah. Instead of a gun that's shared between us all, we have, we a, have horse. a horse. <laughs> and everybody else is like, just fucking shoot the horse. I'm like you can't, but then they've wasted their bullets, horse. and they have to fight me. <laughs> I feel like they're gonna have more than one bullet. They're Not gonna if I'm shoot fighting the... the ones, the guy, the guys that are from 
base themselves on <laughs> colonial America because they're going to have to reload their gun. <laughs> they're going to shoot the horse, and then you're going to be like, oh, no. And then they're going to punch the guy that shot the horse, and he's going to be like, why did you punch my son? And he's like, he killed T-Dog's horse. <laughs> did he steal his car? No, he doesn't have a car, sir. Why the fuck do you think he had the horse? That's just... It's the same thing as taking his car and st- killing his dog. You've killing done his both. car and stealing his dog. Uh... So John Wick, as we said, uh, is very it's it's all higher level gang or higher yes. level organized crime mm-hmm. and warriors is lower level crime. What do you think? Then my question is in two parts. What, how does the low level stuff look in John Wick? And are the rifts the organized crime of the warriors, or is there something is there something that supersedes the rifts? In your understanding summation. of the movie right theoretically you've seen more of the second john wick than i have so you there may be an answer to that but i don't know there's really not it, you end okay. up going actually to another higher level even you have oh. the council okay the high council these are like the four people that run all the crime shit right and then so when edward and Belle want to get married they gotta go talk to them yeah the voltari <laughs> it's vampires show up it's kind of weird neat fuck yeah <laughs> why did i fall asleep during this movie um I'll answer the second part first because that's the one that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't think... Um, I kind of do think that the Rifts are the, the top of organized crime there. Okay. I feel like they themselves are probably organized crime. They seem like they have right, a radio their station head, front. They have their head on the shoulders. They have their right? head person even that people everyone knows about. Right. And no even mentions... once he dies, the next head person, there's no tumult in getting him in charge, the guy with the glasses. Yes, like he was probably already just being groomed for that right position. Um and I feel like the low-level crime in John Wick, we see almost a little bit just based on maybe the people that are in that club, the yeah. fact that um Vigo sends Yusuf to go do things like he he went to go kill someone presumably yeah. when he comes because when he comes back to vigo he's like vigo punches him and he's like what i like no one saw us we did a good job and he's like right. not that you dipshit right it's the john wick stuff um which is interesting because i feel like in a lot of gangster movies and a lot of mobster movies the low-level guys are kids they're kids in the neighborhood and they get them to be runners for stuff and you never get the idea in john wick that there's like like a group of like I don't know, high school dropouts that are Running like things at the is, surface level. They're just very, um, like if this right, it'd be like Jeff Tark's, Bezos knowing like one of the Sarkosky guys that or something. Right. Their last name, crime syndicate, does have these thugs that they work for them. Right, they probably only like guide them very unassumingly. Like, right, like like Yusuf would be the the highest that those kids would ever get. Would to. ever see? Yes, right. exactly. He would be there to them, the big boss right. of the whole thing. Right, it'd be like micro, you know, like Steve Jobs knowing. Some fuck at the Apple store. Yeah. But I feel like it would be similar to the Warriors in that way. Like the, okay. low, the lower level crime in John Wick is thugs. Is that, street gangs. That go and bust up a shop and they're like, hey, give us your protection money and yeah. stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, my next question. There's obviously lots of movies do world building. Lots of movies do world building very well. Okay. What made you think of specifically these two movies to do? Is it that they're both crime-related? Well, actually, so 
if we're going to talk about how the sausage gets made, a lot of times when we when I pick two movies, it's I find the movie that I want to talk about, and then I find something that's related that you own, right? Usually, usually, <laughs> or then I buy it. What was the first movie in this one? Well, the first movie in this one was Mystery Men. <laughs> <laughs> I picked Mystery Men, and I picked Warriors because I felt that it was interesting the way that the gangs in Warriors are very thematic and mystery men focuses very heavily on right the heroes focus and the villain gangs focuses but i also didn't want like that's not a full podcast i don't think yeah like we could have stretched it but eh. so we didn't i i cut that right out and mystery Uh, men is a beloved movie viewer so right it can't be something that might work right i don't want a half-ass one for mystery men uh but then i was thinking about like what other movies have this sort of relatively subdued but still very evident world building and Mm -hmm. it made me think of john wick i think that Mm -hmm. we were talking about like oh other movies we need to do oh john wick and i thought oh fuck like john wick would work really well Mm -hmm. um and so i did i did that that's that's why i chose those two which i guess segues into my next question what do you do you think can you think of other movies that would fit this level of Mm. realistic world building Hmm. I have one, but it's kind of a weird answer. What is your answer? I think that thing you do would fit. There's nothing in that thing you do that couldn't have happened in the real world except for the fact that the timeline in 1950 or whatever deviates, and that's why their 1960s is slightly different, but only culturally from ours. So much of my own personal viewing with world building is fantasy. Okay. And so I feel like it doesn't, I wouldn't pair it with any of this stuff. Or okay. I wouldn't, nothing of, nothing that there gives me similar vibes. Of, okay. Because I agree that both these movies are very realistic. In yeah. That they, you could tell me either of these actually happened and I would believe you. Yeah. Um, I'll think on that as I ask you my next question. Okay. What are your favorite examples of world building in other media? So on mine, oh. I have I have three. I have books, music, and video games. Okay. Music, I, I'll be sad if you didn't say Rush. Oh, so music, yeah. Music <laughs> is actually probably the easiest one. It's Rush. Although, music, again, would be that thing you do. I like okay. the way that every single song in the soundtrack and in the movie of that thing you do sounds... Like it sounds a like song a, of that right, era. It sounds yeah. like a song of that era. Yeah. And not only that... You can tell sometimes when they say the name and the artist for a song, you can tell from the jump what that sounds like. When they say Del Paxton Time to Blow, that's a jazz album. When they say <laughs> uh Freddie Fredrickson or Freddie Fredericksburg theme from Mr. Downtown, that's one of those sort of almost jazzy but really poppy themes for a TV show that also ended up becoming a popular song. Like welcome back cotter theme a decade later or uh the theme from cheers which charted um but yeah rush has a tremendous amount of world building in the cygnus x1 duology as well as 2112 and things like xanadu i always think of 2112 uh but even in little things like like the camera eye has an interesting bit of world building the way that it compares Mm -hmm. not necessarily world building it is just sort of a an honest view of um of new york and london what's the one uh analog kid no yeah no 
Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, Analog Kid. Analog Kid about the one humanoid escaping, one android on the run, seeking trouble beneath the lonely desert sun. Like, he's 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 fleeing. It's Blade Runner. Right, it is, it is. <laughs> it's exactly Blade Runner. Um, you said music, my, books, and video games? Yes, my music one is The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. Oh, yeah, the whole album? Yeah. Yeah. And especially when you put the music videos in it, too. Yeah. It, it is a, a little world-building because, I mean, it, it, like 2112, like all these other ones, like Pink Floyd's The Wall, yeah. it is like a concept album. It is. Yeah. It's telling a story, essentially. Books uh, and video games. Books? You know, I don't know on books. Like, there are a lot of books that I like the world of, but I don't know. I don't know how much of that is. I just like the book. Um, I think that the world in the Tamora Pierce quartets is really interesting, but it's really not that different from a regular fantasy, quote unquote, standard fantasy setting. Um, I will say that, uh, there are things, I feel like there are world building elements in a lot of books I like. I like, uh, I'm reading the Mortal Instruments series and I like the Silent Brothers and that, they these people that fight on the side of the good guys but they're all mutilated and stuff like that they've they've like sewn their mouths shut because they can communicate telepathically um and they're like these like secrety monk guys or like um oh the way that and i know that this is a thing that other things use too but uh the the magic in aragon was the first time i had ever seen a magic system where magic is a language you speak yeah. the language of the true thing, and so you can you can have a spell that is a sentence long, but if you're good at manipulating the magic in your body, you can just say the noun or the verb of that of that sentence, and communicate what you're supposed to be is doing. Is Argon the, the spell. one where it's like Star a fight Wars between wizards is basically right? Just the two of them standing there, standing there, yeah. trying until to figure one out of them fucks up. Right, tunnel into their brain yeah. to find out what spell they're going to cast. Once you do, then you can block it as they cast the spell. Yeah, I really like I like that slice of world building too. Um, the rest of it's Star Wars, so I mean, I really like that part too. <laughs> uh, my books is definitely Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. of course. Really, the whole to- Not Tolkien mythology, yeah. yeah. Not only because that's like the nearest, dearest thing to my heart as far as media goes, but his world building is how is explaining the way I always explain Tolkien to other people is. Whereas an author would be like, they walked over a hill. Right. Tolkien will be like, here's the name of the hill, here's right. why it's named that, here's significant events that happened, here's how the geography has changed in the last thousand years. And it ends <laughs> up taking like ten pages for them to walk over the hill. Right. But I love that because that right. is it's such, very evocative. It's very intense world building. Right. And if anything, even the people that do are, that are like Tolkien's very dry because he is. Right. Still are like that's like the best world building, some of the best world building that's ever been done, like in books. Yeah. Because it's so in depth, I can dig it. I can dig it. It's like the first. It's is it as important, if not more important, than the actual story happening. Yeah. And then video games is the last one. Video games. You do video games first, because I can't. I'm having trouble with that too. I don't play it. So oddly, a lot of video games. Recently, I guess a year or so ago, I played Hollow Knight. Okay. Which is like. Which one is that? I don't know if I remember. It's like that. bug people. It's oh, a Metroidvania. It's very difficult. Yeah. But. It's so subtle in its world building. Yeah. And that's... In a video game, I like that because whereas... People will talk about, like, Dark Souls. Yeah. And they'll be like, Dark Souls doesn't have any lore. And they're like, no, you have to read all the item descriptions. Yeah, fuck that. Like, there's a <laughs> shit ton of lore. Right. It's just not 
put in front of you. It's yeah. not told to you. Yeah. You have to look for it. In a so other than Hollow Knight, Destiny is like the first Destiny. I never, I didn't play Destiny two. Yeah. But it's the same way. And every time you get a gun, it'll have like a little sentence, and you're like, "That's fucking cool." Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. And you can go, and they've now published books, like the actual book that has every grimoire entry from the game. Yeah. That oh, explains cool. the background of these guns, like especially important named ones where they came from. And stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Lately, Darkest Dungeon I've really liked, which it goes into a lot of Eldritch stuff, yeah. which is only helped and improved by the narrator. How do you define the word Eldritch? I think of like if someone said, "What does Eldritch mean?" What would you say? That's, That's like what I would think of thing. too. That's really and, I don't have a better it's, definition. It's the idea of an unknowable, unstoppable thing. It's okay. kind of like the I guess the official definition of it. Like any Eldritch horror, you can't, you don't win. I know. You've maybe put it to sleep for 200 years, but yeah. humanity is fucked regardless. I think, for me, this is tough. I don't play a lot of video games, and the ones I do, I don't think I play them for the world building, or at least I don't play them because of the world building in the video game. I think that Arkham Asylum is a really great game, but I don't like it, the world building in it because of the world building in the video game. I like it because I just like Batman. Maybe Skyrim? Uh, but you no, don't really don't pay, attention, the to the, you don't pay attention to the story. Right? I Conan the Barbarian the shit out of that game. <laughs> I just walk around and kill dudes. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have an answer for a video game. I think that, um, again, similar to the Tamora Pierce novels, there's really not a lot in this that's not standard fantasy, but I freaking love the Greyhawk setting in Dungeons & Dragons. There you go. I love the way that... I love the way that it feels like a like a homemade constructed world it's super fleshed out now and there's a lot about it and it's it's very well thought out but even things like like spell names like big b's hand and morden canaan's magnificent mansion like those spells are named that way because of characters that exist that invented in the those game spells. right yeah but those are also the standard names for those spells um i'm more familiar with the Greyhawk deities that I am with a lot of gods and goddesses and mythology. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but I really like, I mean, I like, it's such a bastardization of a whole bunch of world building things, but I, I guess I like the, the standard Dungeons and Dragons world. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, I think that Portal has some interesting world building. I really like the world building of That's Portal because one. I like the way, I've always liked like the subversion of the idea of corporate America. I love making fun of corporate America and I love the way that Portal does it. Apparently Doom does it that way as or yeah, Doom does yeah, it too. Doom but I've not played does. a lot of Doom, so I think you enjoyed from what I saw Bastion stuff too. I liked the narration a lot in Bastion. I liked the way the narration I feel like a good told narrator the story can, of the world. can change can just exemplify something. Yeah. Like how good a story is. I like the world building in Civilization Five. <laughs> I like physically constructing the you're world the in Civilization Five. No, but I like that was a good question. I like that question. Do you have a Do you have an answer for other movies that you think would fit? Oh. Do you think that Pirates of the Caribbean would fit? I do think Pirates would fit. Okay. It's not too silly. No, not silly. because I feel like, and especially as you go into more more of the pirates movies, a little bit, mm-hmm. but just the first one, just the first one, yeah, I feel like fits okay, pretty cool. well. 
Well, I don't think we have really much anything else to talk mm. about. We actually, well, I'm going to edit this one down, but we've we're talked. We're a few minutes think, over. Yeah, yeah, we're a little. Well, yeah. Not even over. No, not really yeah. over. We're we're at a good time. Anyways, for an hour. Yeah. Did we have a word? I feel like we had a word when we recorded the uh, the Pirates one for like what our fans are. All 27 of them. Oh. It meant like it had the word curious in it or something like that. I don't even remember. I don't remember either. Just call them long-time listeners. Thanks to all our long-time <laughs> listeners for, for listening to our podcast. For a long and, time. Uh, for a long time, <laughs> right. For at least an hour, if not six, well, seven. When they became remember. fans, they signed that contract. They, they have did. to listen to all the ones we make. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> So, you've already broken the contract by not listening to the Pink Floyd one that we had to ditch because the sound was bad. So, anyway. <laughs> Or a secret lost episode that'll maybe come out one day. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you for listening, and uh, keep watching movies. And, uh, and we love you. And we love you.